Howdy, friends, and welcome to episode 16 of The Daily Run Through the Book of Titus, our fourth season here at the Run of the Mills podcast, as we do our daily runs uh, through the Bible. And, I, you know, originally when I talked about The Daily Run, when I was planning on doing this, it was going to be 10-minute episodes, which, yeah, I still am within four minutes um, on those. But my goal was to zoom through, right, to quickly cover large chapters of the Bible. But I, I found that I... I um I really struggle with that because um, I love the details. I love the the the, the things that, the treasures in the context, you know. So anyway, um, yeah. So if you are like Mike, you you I listened to your first episode and you said you were going to do this and you're not doing it. It was not intentional. I just kind of um do I do me. That's what I do. And so I want to um I want to, I just want to, I like mining the, the treasures of these, these, especially this passage, like we're looking at today. And we're talking about Titus 1, 7, and we were talking about these qualifications for a bishop or for an overseer. And last time we talked about, um, you know, God's steward must be above reproach. And we talked about the importance of your, your reputation, that this person needs a, a, a good reputation. Um, they shouldn't have, people shouldn't have things against them. Uh, that's an important thing as a as a leader. Um, so the next thing, well, let's read let's read it. I'm going to read it in two different versions because um, the New King James version and the um, and the uh, ESV are 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 fairly different. So um, I'm going to I'm going to read them both. So if New King James says this: For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money. Now the ESV says for an overseer, as God's steward must be above reproach, he must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain. So the, the, the word, the next word we're hitting here um, in the New King James says not self-willed, not self-willed. And then in the ESV, it translates it arrogant. And when I first read that, it, it kind of struck me at first because I thought, well, that seems like a big difference from being self-willed to being arrogant. But the, the more I thought about it, the more I realized there, there's not a big difference. That's the same thing. So being self-willed, being self-willed kind of sounds positive, but the idea being driven by your own desires, Right. As a leader, you don't want a man who is self-willed. You want a man who is seeking after the will of God. Now, I've been on a number of leadership boards and um, in ministry leadership situations and, and uh, on elder boards at churches and things. And I, I've, I've seen those boards get very divided. And one of the things I, I always try to remind people in those situations is, you know, our our desire here for all of us is to seek God's will and to do the best job we can for his people, to be faithful to his word, you know, to be led by his spirit, to be Christ-centered. That's our goal. But sometimes you'd come up with very different um, viewpoints on a topic. Uh, and, and I'll probably talk more about some of these uh, in the coming episodes, but, you know, just some very heated debates and sometimes, honestly, uh, people getting very upset because when they looked at an issue, they saw their perspective 
And when someone else didn't share that perspective, oftentimes the conclusion was drawn that that person was not following God, that that person was being self-willed. And in some cases, they were. But in other cases, that wasn't the case, that wasn't what was happening at all. It was just two people serving the Lord, seeking the Lord, that saw different solutions to a problem or looked at something from two different perspectives. And, and many times, many times what would happen was that we would uh, we'd start discussing these things and we would realize that there was really two diametrically opposed ideas. And a number of occasions I can recall, we just said, okay, let's, let's stop. Let's go home. Let's all pray. And let's come back tomorrow after we've thought about this. And there were times where we came back together and like opinions drastically changed. You know, there were times where we got together and we talk about the you know, questions were brought up and we realized that we were really in agreement. We were just, there was just a minor detail that, that was um, something that we, we hadn't considered anyway. But when he talks about being self-willed, it's the idea of a leader in the church who is, um, some people would say politicking, but desiring that the church go in a, in their direction. And, and this is a really easy thing because it's very easy for us to interpret reality according to what we want. Now, on my other podcast series, that's um, the Lies podcast, um, on, on Lies, I'm going to be doing one in the near future, hopefully, about this idea. My, wife, my daughter and I were talking about it yesterday, about how we tend to interpret reality um, in light of our own desires. You know, we were talking about the issue of evolution and how two people can look at the same, the same pictures of skeletal structures. And one person who's a creationist might say, wow, look at this incredible variety that God's created. What a creative God we serve. And an evolutionist might look at the exact same pictures and say, isn't it amazing that we see these similar structures? We see the hand bones are similar to the whale's flipper bones. And even though one is in the water and one's on land, there, there's a similarity to the structures that we see a common ancestry. You know, and so it's, it's a very simple thing to do. And it happens in all different ways. But we, this is one of the things we have to be very careful about. And I think it's a, something that as, as humans, we need to be aware of self-deception, that we will interpret things according to what we want. We will see what we want to see. What I told my daughter was, if you go looking for something, you're probably going to find it. You know, if you really go searching, you're, you're probably going to find what you're looking for. Now, you may be interpreting all sorts of things incorrectly. You may be reading all kinds of things into it, but hey, I was looking for it and I, and I found it, you know. And so it's something we have, to be, we have to be careful about. And so in a church leadership thing, what he's saying is if you have that person that is always driving for their way, right, self-willed. Now, in the ESV, I said it says not arrogant, and again, at first I thought arrogant, man, that's like that, that person who's full of themselves, you know, that, that person who's just, you know, proud, doesn't need anybody else. They've, they've got it all, you know? And then I realized like, oh, that's a self-willed person. The self-willed person doesn't need the advice of others, doesn't need godly counsel. 
the self-word person, the arrogant man, doesn't need to pray, doesn't need to seek God, because he's driven by his own ways. You know, in, in Proverbs 3, verse 4, it says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Right? The idea is, you you don't know. You, you don't know what's best. You don't know what's right. God does. And so, read his word, and when you see what God says, you go, you know what? I'm going to trust what God has said. I'm going to live according to what God has said, not according to my own desires and my own will, because that's um, that's a, a recipe for disaster, especially in a leadership position. When you have a leader who is leading for what they can get, you're in a dangerous spot. And unfortunately, I think so many of our political leaders, this is the problem that we see. They're in it for their own gain. It's all for, you know, their power, their prestige, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and of course, in business and other places, that's just the nature of the thing is I, I'm not serving the Lord. I'm not seeking the Lord. I'm just seeking my, what's best for the company, which is going to financially benefit me. Uh, and and this, is a, this is something that people do in, in churches do this. I know of churches and I, and I know people that have been approached by the church because they're a successful business person. They weren't a godly person. They meet these qualifications. I knew of one person who was not even a, a Christian, but was a very wealthy, um, respected business person. And when a certain church found out that that person was attending their church, they went to him and said, we'd love to have you on our on our leadership team. You know, and he, of course, was very flattered by that, that, you know, they, they would come to him. The problem was is that you don't choose church leaders the way you choose business leaders you want somebody who's not arrogant not somebody who's seeking their own but you want that person who's humble recognizes their own flaws their own needs for their own need for godly counsel their own need for consistent study of the word of god their own need for to to pray and seek god's will that's the kind of leaders we ought to be looking for and that also, my friends, is the kind of people we should strive to be. God bless you. Talk to you next time.